0: Hey, this is Rory Molleta, and you're listening to Level Playing Field Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Level Playing Field on the Outsports Podcast Network. This is my podcast that I host. My name is Randy Boos where I speak with people who are involved in sports and are part of the LGBTQ community. This week, I am joined by my guest, Director of Team Administration, Rory Moyeta, from DC United. We talk about coming out. He talks about his relationship with Colin Martin, who came out two years ago while with Minnesota FC. And we just have a good chat about being gay and in soccer. Without further ado, though, here is my conversation with Rory Moyeta. Hey, thanks for coming on, Roy.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
1: And by the way, that sounded like I said Roy, but I said Rory, so.
0: (laughs) No problem. Trust Um, me, I'm used to a million variations of my name being pronounced differently and spelt differently.
1: I wasn't planning on talking politics at all, but I actually should have brought this up first. You know, the last hour or so, Mayor Pete Buttigieg dropped out of the presidential thing. I don't know your politics. I don't need you to say what they were if you supported him his policies, whatever. But I just wanted to ask your opinion quickly about what it is for a gay man to actually, who was running for president and was doing decently at the beginning, Um, just what it meant to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I wasn't necessarily his biggest fan. I didn't dislike him at all, right? But uh, I I preferred some other candidates. But just seeing him and, and Chaston on the state, I think, I don't know if it was when they announced or maybe one of the first... One of his first big speeches, where they shared a kiss on stage, like that was that was inspiring and and awesome. Regardless of of his policies or or your politics, like just to have him go as far as he did was incredible. Um, So proud of that, and and, I'm you know sad to see him out for that reason, Um, but I'm sure he will go on to do great things in the future uh, and represent you know our community continue to represent our community like that
1: perfect yeah that, that's all i wanted um just because it, it's it's been interesting to follow he's not my top candidate as well but it was cool to see him um just do what he did for sure but let's get back to you so i first heard about you when the athletic it's the the sports website uh, had an article about you um it did. like i said i'm not going to really talk about wayne rooney which was a big part of the article but What was that like for you to be in a position that usually you sort of go day to day with people not really knowing who you are, but to be, to be like thrust into the public eye?
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, my whole job is based around being behind the scenes. And, and if you don't hear anything about me, then everything's going smoothly. Everything's going great. So uh, it was a little different, right? Um, But it was cool. It was cool to share my story and uh, Pablo was actually really excited about, about doing it. And you know, it's not like we or myself or the club kind of put that story with him. He he noticed me over the years working behind the scenes. And then obviously when Wayne came in, I, I got <laughs> with him, you know, put into the spotlight uh, on that side as well. So he was just interested in the story and it was a, it was a really cool experience. And now I, I have a connection with a lot of different people that I didn't have before uh, online, on Twitter, on Instagram uh, that have, you know, <laughs> taken interest in Uh, my life and my job and it's great to to represent the community as well
1: what was that moment like for you to be you know because I I believe at the time you were out within the club right correct
0: yeah and publicly I mean in my own life I was
1: but I wasn't
0: you know a public figure right I wasn't uh you know the face of the club or a star or a player right so there was no need for any sort of announcement right but um yeah I was out with with everybody I needed to be
1: did you notice any change in the locker room when that piece comes out?
0: Uh, not really. Only because it was, you know, I think there were some comments about, hey, cool article. And I had a lot of comments from like the front office, um, who are people that I, you know, I work with technically, but were, we're so different in terms of our schedules. And I'm always away with the team. So there were some people that I didn't always interact with a lot that went out of their way to say, hey, like, I didn't know that about you. That's great. Um, you know, cool story. Uh, it's you know glad to be a part of the club. Things like that, which which made me feel really good. It made me feel um, at home with the club and and you know cared for.
1: And I guess too, we should. At the time, you had a different job than you have now because you're recently promoted. Um,
0: yes, what Was the, what was the job was, title then? When I when Wayne came in, I was put into a position called the player care manager. Um, so basically focused on him, but kind of dealing with all different aspects of player care where it came to, you know, relocation of players, immigration, you know, green card visa stuff, um, kind of all of the all of the above translating for the Latin guys that we have. So I kind of wore a lot of hats, but the main one was, was taking care of Wayne. And now I am the director of team administration, which means I'm in charge of The travel for the team, logistics, scheduling, when we, you know, go on road trips, preseason, all that kind of stuff. Wherever the team is, I am, and and I'm in charge of making sure they get to where they need to be on time and safely.
1: And so do you actually travel with the team now more or or less than you did before?
0: So uh, the same. Uh, I travel with the team because of Wayne before, so I was always with them. Uh, Basically, wherever he went is where I went. So, uh, that was a good experience to kind of be with them full time, you know, seven days of the week away home. Uh, I was always with him and the team. Uh, and now because I'm in charge of those logistics, I I'm always with them now.
1: What is life like on the road for um, you specifically? I mean, the players obviously have it a little bit differently, <laughs> um, for sure. but you, it's, I mean, your hours must be crazy for
0: sure. Uh, yeah, we work, uh, we worked long, especially preseason. We just got back from basically four weeks away with a little break in between. And, you know, you're just living out of a hotel for for that long, living out of a suitcase. So, you know, it's nice to be by the beach and, and in beautiful Florida weather. But at the same time, you kind of miss being home a little bit and miss your friends, miss your family. Um, but it's part of the job, right? Um, and preseason is definitely the, the craziest time of the year just because You know, a lot of times we're either training two times a day or we have games every two or three days. So there's so much going on and I'm kind of at the center of that, just making sure everything goes smoothly. So it was a lot. Now that we're in the regular season, kind of stabilize, our schedule gets a little more consistent. Uh, Luckily, we're at home. You know, we played yesterday at home. We have one more home game before we go on the road again. So it's nice to have a little break uh, for traveling. But on the road, most of the work is done beforehand. Um, you know, a month, three to two weeks leading up to the game. Whether it's at the hotel, the flight, bus movements, all that kind of stuff is all done prior. So once we're on the road, still busy, but it's mainly just kind of checking up boxes and making, making sure everything goes according to plan. And then dealing with anything that does not go according to plan. Flight cancellation or a storm, game delay, you know, all that kind of stuff is things we have to be ready for and deal with.
1: Is it easier to be... On the road during the season or at home for your personal life? Just because with with work, I guess, on the road, you're able to really just focus on that. And then once you do have your downtime, I would imagine you have just free time. But at home, you're battling not only your work stuff, but also your just daily life. For sure.
0: I don't know if I would call it a battle necessarily, right? It's just kind of a balance.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think mean... I, uh, no, no, for
0: sure. But... It's, uh you know, I've been doing this for, this is my eighth season in MLS. So uh, it is, you know, you just get used to the pace of it and get used to managing your time, whether you're on the road or, or at home. I would probably say home is a little easier because I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to make sure 33 people take a flight to, you know, Cincinnati, for example. I can just make sure they all get to Audi Field. <clears throat> and then once that's done... You know, that I can hang out with my friends or go to see my family, have a nice dinner or whatever.
1: Yeah, because you actually, you play soccer. I mean, obviously, I, your, I your love for the sport started before your work with East United. For sure. Well, I
0: grew up in the area. I grew up a East United fan, going to games for, oh, I don't even know how many years. Long time. But so that might have been uh, <laughs> uh, around the same time that my love and DC United kind of came into into the mix for me but i grew up playing my dad played professionally my mom played in college my sister played in college so we're a soccer family and i still play three to four times a week or i try to as much as my schedule allows me just get a way to get some exercise and stay involved in the game
1: that's funny stay involved in the game even though you're living it at- even
0: though i <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> work for a team watch soccer all day for for the living but it's you know I uh, it's almost hard being in that position because you see these players and you're like, Oh, I want to be on the field. I want to be in that position again. Cause I played in college and, um, you know, uh, you kind of miss that competitive aspect of your life aspect of the game. So I try to get that as much as possible.
1: Where did you go to college?
0: I went to a division three school called Guilford college. It's down in Greensboro, North Carolina. It was, a uh, it was good. It was, it was a beautiful campus. Great school. It was great to play again, you know, not at the highest level, but uh, great to just have a couple years on the field. And once I was done with my four years, I had to come back to D.C. and start with D.C. United. So it's been kind of never ending.
1: In that article, it mentioned that your high school, I think you said it was bigger than your college.
0: Yeah, like double the size. Uh, I went to Robinson. Which is uh, in Northern Virginia, Fairfax, Virginia. It's the biggest high school in Virginia. So it's quite the adjustment for me going down to such a small, like liberal arts school. But personally, like education-wise, it was a great fit, and that's really what I needed. Um, going to a big state school or whatever would not have been as uh, helpful for me as a student. But it was a great experience, and uh, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I went down there.
1: Fairfax, obviously, it's. Uh big community it's a big city especially that whole area where Fairfax is from what i understand mm-hmm. when you go to you said north carolina yep it's obviously a lot smaller a lot the south is slower i, yeah, I don't mean that as not sure. insult my my no, no. is from the south
0: life just moves at a different pace down there
1: now were you out at that time or
0: what yeah i wasn't um i came out Basically, the summer right after I graduated, uh, I've talked about this a couple times, maybe even in the article. Um, but when Robbie Rogers came out in 2013 uh, and retired, I remember reading his letter and it really like resonated with me. Like, wow, this guy doesn't even think he can play soccer professionally because he's gay. Like that can't happen. And I just kind of started thinking about it, and a lot of what he was thinking and what he said applied to my life as well, and applied to me. So. Uh, It took a couple of months, six or eight months there, but I started to kind of come to terms with it myself and then tell the people closest to me and, you know, my friends, my close family. Um, But I was, yeah, that was after I graduated, after I left uh, Guilford.
1: What was it like coming out for you? Was it a accepting?
0: Yeah, it was pretty overwhelmingly positive. Um, My parents are, you know, very accepting they're amazing. They had no issues with it at all. You know, my sister, my grandma, all, everybody close to me, all my close friends had no issue with it, um, and which was just great. Um, it was great to to be in, yes, you know, with such an accepting family and, and group of friends and people close to me that it just made it easier. Um, I, I, I'm super lucky about that. Obviously, that's not everybody's experience, but I'm thankful that it was mine.
1: Looking back. Do you wish you would have come out sooner? Seeing the acceptance you saw, hundred percent.
0: I I wish I had. Number one, been in college. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just as a, for you know personally to be gay in college, I think it's such a different experience. And or I, I keep I thought about that a lot. That it was would be different than being just like a young professional in the city, right? But also I would have loved to play soccer for Guilford as an out. Athlete as an out person, as an out gay man, that would have been great, but that's not what happened. So well can't harp on it too too much. But yeah, if if I could look back on it hundred percent, I would have come out earlier.
1: Why do you think it would have been better? Or why why do you think it would have been so important to do that?
0: I don't know. I just think it would have been great to at that time, twenty thirteen, there wasn't a lot about athletes and I Shortly after that, maybe a year or so, kind of started reading out sports and learning about people. But it was, you know, there was some here and there, but um, certainly nobody professionally. And you didn't really hear about it on the college level. So not that I would have had an article written about me or had it been big news or anything. But just for me, it would have been really cool, Uh, which is why I love playing now um, and playing a part of uh, this LGBT club that we have in D.C., is is awesome to play with a group of also out gay or uh, other members of the LGBTQ community. It's just a great feeling.
1: You know, it's funny because about a week or two ago on Twitter, someone mentioned in their, in their account that they don't understand. They think it's more of an American thing to play on an exclusively gay team or an inclusive team. And I, I guess I never thought about it because I, Besides soccer, I also follow rugby, and rugby has a a large group called International Gay Rugby Group, and they have teams all over the world. Yeah, Um, exactly. So so I guess I never thought about it, and I commented on his um, tweet just saying it's not an American thing, it's globally. For you, why is it important to play on a team that is, for the most part, gay, I'm I'm sure there's probably – people that are allies and and all over the spectrum of the lgbtq community but why is it important for you um
0: again it's it's it just being with well first of all when i came out again there was uh, nobody that i saw like me there's no other gay athletes um so now being part of a group of you know 20 25 on one team that i play on gay men Uh, who all play soccer at a pretty decent level for, you know, amateurs, right? For adults that are not professional. Um, It's awesome. It's it's just, it means a lot to be a part of that and to share that with those other people and same for them, right? Uh, I'm one of the few on one of my teams that actually play collegiately. Uh, Everybody else just kind of has other experience, but it's, I'm sure for them as uh, just like me, it's great to be, to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I think for a lot of a lot of people, sexuality prevented them from playing in high school or college. So for them to come out now and be playing openly on a gay team is probably a big deal for them and probably helps not give them that that collegiate experience, but that that team experience for sure that they probably lacked growing up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, And same for me. Right. That's that's exactly the reason I love it, because I couldn't take advantage of it. I, I wasn't a gay athlete. I had not come out yet. I was in the closet. So now I get to live that life as much as I can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Comparing that to my professional life, you know, it's great that everybody's so accepting. And, and I'm sure we'll you'll have a question about that later. But uh, I'm not on the team, right? I'm 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 a staff, and I'm loved as much as anybody else. But it's different being a player on the team and being accepted that way. You know where you're kind of like brothers, right? You have such close bond related, you know, compared to being a staff. It's it's just different. So it's it's great to have that experience now with uh, with FTSC.
1: Well, yeah, because a couple weeks ago I had a a couple people who played hockey on the podcast, and one was a gay guy, one was a bisexual, and just talking about the difference between the two in sports. But then they brought up the point about you know when you're on a team, it's family. So. Right. Um, the, the guy Brock who is a former gay Canadian hockey player he was like you know your family you're, it's not like you don't want to have which sounds horrible to say this but you don't want to have sex with your sister it's the same way for a, a team sport with if it's all men or all women you right. don't want to have sex with them so it's not like you're yeah it, it's just different so I imagine it is cool to see the acceptance you see on the pitch as a player and then in the locker room with a professional club.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's great. I mean, just comparing that to Colin Martin, for example, we were at DC United at the same time, and he wasn't publicly out, but to a lot of our teammates he was, and he just had a different relationship with a lot of them, uh, with a lot of the other players. Uh, Naturally, right? Like, he's, again, on the team, he's part of that family, Mm -hmm. and I'm only so much part of it, so... But it's great. I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's nothing I can change. I'm not a professional soccer player, so uh, it's still great to be a part of it as much as I can be.
1: Did he know you were gay at the time as well?
0: He did, yeah. Um, He had a funny way of coming out to me, but uh, it was a surprise to me just because I don't know why I was so not closed minded about it. But just like I, I couldn't even fathom the possibility that we had a gay athlete in our locker room. But he knew he had seen me, you know, on social media, obviously, and I was living pretty openly, because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, they're all friends with me on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook, all that stuff, right? So he knows who I'm hanging out with and that I go to Pride and things like that, right? So, and that's kind of how it happened with with all the players. I didn't, there wasn't like a, hey guys, I'm gay, meeting or talk or group text. I was just myself with all of them. And it hasn't been an issue. You know, it's been great.
1: So this is. A, I don't mean to keep bringing up like past episodes, but once again, former guest Billy Bean talked about how there. Um, he's a base, former baseball player. Yep. He um, there's also a major league umpire that retired and who's gay. And he said that if he ever knew Dale was gay while they were both active in the sport, it would have been such a relief, and the friendship and the dialogue they could have had. For sure. Could have been helpful so much. So I'm wondering, and I don't want to get into your your personal relationship with Colin too much, but I do want to ask this: Do you think that there was a an added benefit to both knowing about each other, even though he's a player and you were you represented the team?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's in that. When I tweeted about that article that Pablo did, you know, last year, one in his response, you know, he tweeted back at me and said he was proud of me or said he, you know said something along the lines of thankful for me and my visibility for him. Um, and I think that's absolutely the case that um, for both of us, that we kind of gave each other a little more confidence to be ourselves. And him seeing me, I, I hope helped as much as I could. You know, I, he had a great support system as well. And, you know, has a great family and great friends. So it certainly wasn't all me or, or even most me, but um, just that little bit was, was nice to hear from him. Have him say that about me. And Colin's a great guy. I, I hope I did. And I hope I continue to. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if, for a somebody... future. Exactly. Um, now that I have, you know, a slightly more visibility, let's say, um, because of the article and because of Wayne, I hope that that helps whoever, anybody else in the league, any other player that we might have, intern, staff, whoever, right? Like, I still don't think we have any members of the LGBT community at DC United. I think I'm the only one, openly, right? Um, mm-hmm. so I hope that if there's somebody, you know, uh, that is out there or a fan, whatever it may, be, I just want to be there and share that story to, to make it known that it's possible right? that we have in the world.
1: Yeah. Cause I can't imagine what it's like for kids who read this article and see that you have this relationship with Wayne Rooney, not only in the U S but in England as well. And just to see how supportive he was or is with you, you being out, you, you being a person who was probably one of the closest people to him in the club, I would imagine just because of what you did for him. So for him to see it, for them to see him being so accepting of it, I mean, I just can't imagine how much you have helped people.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's not just me, right? That's him. It's, uh, it's him being a normal, great guy and a supporting guy and a supporting friend. Right. Uh, So I hope that that puts even other players in England that he's like in in, at that level, that not everybody is is negative about it. Not everybody is homophobic, right, in England at that level. Because I know that there's been a lot of talk about you know there are so many players and they still can't come out because they feel some sort of way about the abuse that they might get from fans or from other players or from the banter in the locker and whatever it may be. You know that shows that there are people like him and there are players like him that are just accepting and have no issue with it as they should be.
1: Oh yeah. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to the second part of level playing field podcast. And this is, I'm just going to jump around a little bit. This off season, you went to England, right?
0: I did. Yeah. I went to go. uh, I'd never been to any games before. So Wayne was nice enough to invite me to see his debut with Darby because he had been, you know, he'd been back for a while, but uh, couldn't play until January 1st. So mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to, to see his first game for a while. they had been trying to get me to go out there, uh, the, even the year before the off season before, but I couldn't make it work with my schedule, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad I made it out. So got to see the kids, got to see uh, Colleen, which was great. And then Wayne, obviously saw him play and we, we got to spend a little time together as well. So it was good to see him and I know again with the job that I was just uh, just promoted to, he sent me a message saying, Hey, I know you're the running for this. You know, I hope you get it, be amazing, like good luck. So it's just great to have him as a as a friend and somebody who's supporting you from so far away, even though, you know, you might not see them for a while, even though he's incredibly busy with his new team, right? Um, it means a lot.
1: Oh, I bet. What other places did you go? What other games did you see while you're there?
0: So I have another a good friend in London, his name's Hugo Schechter. He is does a similar role to me, actually, for West Ham. He's the head of player care there. And he also invited me to come stay with him in London and see a West Ham game. So luckily I was able to make that happen, spent a couple of days there, saw the game, and then from there went up to Manchester, saw Manchester City play, and hung out until going to Derby at the end of the trip. Oh, nice. So three games in a week wasn't bad for me
1: yeah your uh your role with dc united has definitely helped you for sure for sure <laughs> how was the trip besides the the games though fun time
0: it was cool yeah the weather was unbelievable um i got really lucky that it didn't rain a single day uh, which is very unlike england especially in that time of year in, in the winter so mm-hmm. didn't snow didn't rain it was like pretty mild it was great uh, great trip. Got to see some cool sights in London and Manchester. Uh, so it was good. I'm, I'm glad I went. Glad I got out to explore. Wish I could have had a friend or something. I was by myself, but it's all right. Got to be on my own schedule.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure it made it easy. And then you're hanging out with people that you work with anyway, so, or that you know. So it's not like you're completely alone.
0: True, true. Although I didn't see them until the end of the trip. Um, but I did see Hugo, I guess. So I had some friends there. It wasn't yeah. all... Uh, it wasn't all about
1: myself. So. so this season started officially yesterday. I wanted to ask you, I know you're not a groundskeeper, but the XFL really torn that, that pitch.
0: Yeah. To be honest, and I've said this a couple times in the last 24 hours, it actually wasn't too bad.
1: Oh, really? Field, when
0: you're there, it, it wasn't that bad. It was, you know, wasn't perfect, obviously. Uh, no field in MLS is going to be good, really. Uh, or very few fields are going to be good quality uh, at this time of year just because of, of the weather and how it
1: works. Well, the so, earthquakes are know. near me, and the earthquakes field always sucks. So, uh,
0: Yeah, and you... I don't remember being that great the last time we were there.
1: Oh, yeah, it's okay. I know you probably can't say it league person and all that stuff, but I'll say it. the Via stadium, the pitch sucks.
0: <laughs> cool stadium, though. It's good yeah. trip for us. We're out there uh, in a couple weeks, actually.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: Um, but yeah, so obviously not ideal with the XFL, but but first of all, the XFL is great, uh, great to have for us. Uh, it's great exposure for the club and for Audi Field, and it's been fun. I think they're doing pretty well, so that's cool. But obviously, we'd love to have a beautiful, untouched soccer field as well. So oh yeah,
1: it's it's such a nice stadium. I haven't been there, but I've seen it obviously on TV. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I mean, we needed it big time, so. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I want to ask, we've talked a lot of soccer, this conversation. What do you do when you have downtime? What, I mean, are you just watching TV? Or are you?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously my downtime is pretty limited, but like I said, we, I play soccer a couple nights a week and just try to, to explore the city and, you know, grab a drink at a different bar or have a different meal at a different restaurant. You know, I have a pretty good group of friends here and try to spend as much time as I can with them because I'm so busy and on the road and don't get to spend a lot of time otherwise. So when I have those moments of free time, it's usually with other people. Uh, not just alone in my in my house watching Netflix, although that is, there's plenty of that too. There's some great shows out right now. What are you watching? Kind of oscillating between a couple. Love is Blind, which is unbelievable. <laughs> the Circle, and then... Uh, the Circle was cool. Yeah, I I, I started it, got a couple minutes in, hated it, and then came back like two or three weeks later and gave it another try, and uh, we actually fell in love with it. I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah, it's and an it's,
1: easy binge.
0: For sure, for sure. Just reality TV is, is great for that, right? Just put it on and fall asleep. True. Um, but yeah, that, that's
1: kind of about it.
0: to uh, yeah. my family as well. Family's in the area, so it's always good to go out and see them uh, when I can make the drive out to Virginia
1: cool so you are just a busy person
0: I uh, yeah I have a lot going on I probably should have a less going on but
1: that's for the off season of... though right
0: exactly oh there's plenty of going on in the off season too people think that like oh off season like you're done you don't do anything right right no, off season is for me planning preseason so it's like almost just as busy
1: that's true because off season's really short isn't it it can be really
0: short or it can especially be especially if you long. make the playoffs uh, For sure, Uh, which we did. But even still this year, we finished October 19th. Um, All the players are gone within like a week, basically. And then from there, we didn't start up again until January 21st or something like that this year. So it was basically three months away, um,
1: which is a long time for an offseason. But you stay busy. You know, before I I let you go, though, I want to ask. I just want to talk about DC United as an organization, their fan base. It seems like it's really supportive for, sure. for the LGBTQ community. Um, yeah, absolutely. I just want to hear some love that you have for the organization. Like, what have they done for you, how they made you feel, and how supportive they've been for you and the community at large?
0: For sure. Um, I don't know. There's so many examples. The, the supporter groups, the four of them, um, You know, Screaming Eagles, Barbrava, La Norte, and district ultras, that are awesome. Uh, Screaming Eagles and borrow particularly. Uh, I have some some friends who are part of that those groups, uh, and they just constantly remind me that um, they enjoy me and, and are happy for me, and basically everything I do. It's it's there's so much support, and you know that's it's awesome to to feel and to have. And not only for me, right, but for the club and for the players. And they're so passionate. Um, everybody's so passionate which can be, you know, a good and bad thing right when you're on the team side cuz everything is about results. So, but you have to kind of I don't know, take a look at it and remember that this is so important for a lot of people. And it's kind of for a lot of people it's it's that one thing that they have that, you know, after a long week of work or a stressful week or stuff going on at home whatever it is, they have the club and they have DC United and they have their fellow supporter groups, um those members, right? So, it's People care a lot, which is cool to see.
1: And what about for the club itself? Me personally,
0: it's been amazing. Um, I mean, like I said, I haven't had any issue at all. Uh, ben Olsen, in particular, is an incredible ally, an incredible guy, coach. You know, um, I'm so lucky to have somebody like him in that position, uh, you know, because it could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But he is, you know, so open, so accepting. I told a story, I've told this a couple times, but couple of years ago pride always falls D- in dc falls like in mid-june early june and he we trained on that sunday which is the day that we have like our parade and uh, because we had a game coming up and he saw me in the hallway at rfk and said what are you doing here So, what do you mean like we have training like i have to work i'm gonna be here for a couple hours then i want to go because I, I don't know like you go we'll take care of your stuff like this is your day, go enjoy it. And that was, you know, I'm just kind of getting chills even thinking about it. It's, it's, it's just really cool to hear something like that from, you know, the head coach of your team who mm-hmm. doesn't have to say that, you know, could just say, yeah, I'm sorry. We have training, but team come first, obviously, which is how I was going into the day. It wasn't like I wanted to to skip out. I, I wanted to do my job and I love my job. So it was cool to be at work every day as it always is. But Um, for him to say, no, like you take your day, go enjoy pride uh, was awesome. And He and his family are always there too. So it's always cool to see them watching the parade and have their kids participate. Uh, Like I said, they're, him and his wife are both, are both incredible allies.
1: That's Um, cool. I mean, I I can't imagine to have the head coach, the leader of the players basically be that supportive. For Um, sure. It has to set the tone. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Him and, I mean, Him and Wayne both, when they do that, it means a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But on the club side, every year they're doing more for our night out, is what we call it, United Night Out, is the pride game. Mm -hmm. Um, Every year there's, you know, not just the numbers on the jerseys, it's, (laughs) last year was Drag Queens doing uh, the coin flip. It was, you know, uh, members of my soccer club holding pride flags at midfield during the walkout, during the anthems, like, there's, they keep doing more and more things every year to make it such a special night for, for everybody because there's so many members of the LGBTQ plus community in the fan base, in the supporter groups, maybe on the field. You never know. Right. So, um, it, yeah, for me personally, that, that night always means a lot and the club does a really good job of it and every other day of the year. Right. Um,
1: Oh awesome. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy for you that you have this position with the team and as you get more and more, um, uh many more public appearances and people are starting to know who you are. It's cool to see the sport of soccer be more and more accepting.
0: Absolutely. I think it's one of the more accepting ones probably Um, just because it's such a typically pretty young families, you know? So it's, it's awesome to be a part of, it's really special.
1: Definitely. I I want to wrap up and ask you the question I ask everybody. And the question is this, if you can go back in time you know, to when you're 12 or 13 or or maybe for you it was later and you were starting to realize you were different, you were gay. What's that one thing you can go back and tell yourself to make it all better, make it more accepting for you, make it easier for you as you grew up?
0: That question is tough because I didn't, the fact that I was gay was never like eating me up inside. I was never really conflicted about it. It was kind of just the side of me that as a young kid, even I knew it was there and I I guess hid, but it wasn't like I was stressed about it or or went through a lot of things that so many people go through, so many feelings and emotions that people go through Mm -hmm. trying to hide who they are. I don't know why that is, but, you know, if I could change something, it'd be just let it happen. Um, You know, don't make the effort to hide it, even though it's not a big deal and you're not stressed about it. Just let it happen because the earlier it would have happened for me, I think, uh, you know, my life would be so much different. Not necessarily positively or negatively, but it would have been amazing to be out and open even earlier in my life. But just kind of let it go and try to be as happy as you can.
1: Well, Rory, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time on the Sunday afternoon with me.
0: No problem. Thank you. Uh, Thank you again for having me.
1: Thank you so much, Rory, for spending some time with me on Sunday. I uh, enjoyed our conversation. Next week, if all things go according to plan, I'm actually going to be talking with Colin Martin. Until next week, though, I hope you all have a great week. Talk to you soon.